Welcome to another edition of our Play and Art podcast. We're once again around the red kitchen table. Uh, glad to be here with our, our red cups matching. Lovely. Um, and red placemats, all kinds of things. Uh, and we're really excited to, to have a discussion today. And um, for our, this is season three, which is wonderful. It's, I was thinking how wonderful it is that you have an audience, a class, uh, who is truly interested in your childhood stories, in your um, f- favorite things that you discover or see as an artist during the day, um, that they really uh, walk through the world and they uh, look at things and collect things. And you have so much in common with the children. And uh, so I, I tell many of, of my stories of the day or stories of long ago <laughs> to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're a celebrity. <laughs> but but it's, it's truly, uh, you know, the, the interest is, is, is so... Um, so much there, you know. If you do this to your spouse or to subject, you know, adults <laughs> to this, it's like showing picture family pictures. They don't want to see it. Right. But you show your family album to children in your in your art class, and wow, I mean, the great um, uh, ideas that they have, and. Um, so, in, in line of, with this, uh, yesterday I was um, walking around this uh, uh, thrift shop, um, and uh, I found a book by, uh, jo- by P- uh, Tibor, Tibor, my cousin Tibor, uh, <laughs> Gergei, and he's my, by far my favorite um, uh, children's book illustrator, and I was very excited about it. Could be because he's Hungarian, but we'll just let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tibor Gergely, by the way, he he was pr- probably the most prolific um, um, uh, the, uh, the Golden Book series. The mm. uh, writer probably did more of them than anyone else, and um, um, I had them wrap it up for me because I wanted to present it to my class. I always like to share with the class first before I show anyone else. So I said, well, this is a gift for someone, so they made it very pretty to, <laughs> to present it. Um, this magic school bus book, I, I believe it was from uh, my age, from the 1950s, and uh, um, uh, it, it, it was, the, his illustration is just indescribable. Um, so I bought art to class, and um, had it uh, received with such enthusiasm because the kids participated in the opening of this book and looking at uh, looking at the illustrations, so natural for kids to receive art. You know, it, it it's it's like bringing a Picasso into class, mm-hmm. and um, even though it's Hungarian. Uh, American Brook Illustrated, this is terrible to say, but I, I collect um, a children's book from all over the world. American Book Illustrators, I, I feel by, by far the, the best <laughs> and the most exciting. So we have amazing selection of art to show the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, this art is something that, since kids love children's books, they love to have it read to them, they love to read it. It inspires them enough to really start reading. 
and uh, but the the pictures are very seldom emphasized illustrations as great art by museums it's not seldom recognized by um, art mm -hmm. teachers need to recognize this and use this as a way to fall in love with art to uh, to um, um, perhaps have the kids uh, do their own show and tell, bring in their most beautiful books and perhaps not the story, but the most beautiful book that they enjoy to share yeah. with you. And it's one of the first types of art they really see, which is interesting, right? I mean, all kids read children's books from, a, you know, pretty much, at least board yes. books, all kinds of things. They see this art from a very young age and they kind of take it for granted to some extent. So when you bring in the art class... You're kind of refreshing it in some way, letting them know that there's, you know, you too see the beauty in this. You too see the artistic value in these books. And um, to kind of put it in a new light for them as, yes, this is really beautiful art that they've, some of them been looking at for a long time, right? So I think that that's important for them to um, see it in the art class because then they, they have that context. It's like putting it on a pedestal and all of a sudden it becomes art, right? It's yes. that same idea Well, we're kind of, um, you know, allowing for it in the classroom, therefore it becomes art and we're looking at it in a different way. Um, and it is, it is really beautiful, uh, beautiful art that is in all these books, hence things like the Caldecott Awards, and, which is just for the visuals of uh, some of these, some of these children's books. So We talk about reading and reading to the kids, uh, encouraging parents at bedtime to read stories to the children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the importance of teachers reading to to kids, but um, um, I don't think uh, the emphasis is is uh, often enough on in how beautiful these watercolors, these drawings, these mm -hmm. prints are, and um, so it, to to learn to see them in a different way. Um, I strongly. Uh, um, in favor of, of having these wonderful um, um, museum corners in the in the classroom, maybe a, a special bookshelf of the of the greatest, the best, the most interesting, which the teacher and children can add to, yeah. even their own books. And the teacher, many teachers really are interested in my classes too. It's to one of my main assignments own. for one of my for one of my classes is for them to actually bring together. Um, great books of you know about art that have art in them that have beautiful pictures but also um, relate to art in some way because really this is this is a category that has kind of taken off in the last 10 to 15 years um, not just the beautiful illustrations but there's some wonderful stories about that incorporate art and building and like Iggy Architect if you if you know that series there's like two or three of them or the ish you know Peter Reynolds and um, all of these things you know have really taken off um, so it's one of the things I encourage. I say, you know what? There's two places to think about this. Number one is in your classroom, right? Where you should definitely have a, a nice library started of these books of um, that kids can look at and spend time with. Um, it's always great to have like a little library corner. But also, I hate to plug this, but your Amazon wish list. And I think it's what's great about I've got a wonderful Amazon wish list that anybody can see, but there's also a special one that's just for my classroom. Um, and it's just a place where I kind of 
you know, have all these books listed and I might not be buying all these books. Maybe a parent or a PTA can buy them at some point. Um, but it's a place where I kind of keep a, a running list of some of these books. And the great thing about that is you can create different lists, right? As you know, so um, it's one of my one of my many lists just to have a list of uh um, some of these some of these books so maybe I can buy them later or check them out from the library all of those things uh, but I encourage my students to kind of have both of those things um, so that you know it's it's nice to have a dream list um, and that's what it kind of is but uh, something to think about it's very um, um, exciting to um, uh, to hold great artworks in your hands it's very exciting for kids to be able to I mean, they, they can go to a museum and select their favorite works, but start thinking of who is your favorite artist. Um, I'm asked very often by students, who is your favorite artist? And they expect, of course, um, uh, painters, sculptors, and so forth. And they're very surprised when I say, when I say children are my favorite artists. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but I also very often um, talk about um, uh, Tibor, uh, Gergely and and others, um, book illustrators as being my favorite artists. So they're very surprised that I consider and and uh, bestow my uh, my my um, interest and, and show them how important it is in my own work and my own life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say you know I I love that Tommy DePaula book, The Art Teacher. It's probably one I use every single semester. Um, I love it because it's also his autobiography, um, and he talks about his own art experience as a kid. So to me, that's a, just a really powerful thing um, to bring to to bring to art teachers, future art teachers, to bring to students, showing them that you know he was once a kid too, and he's telling about his his art experience. Um, and it ends really nicely with a picture of him in the back, which is um, you know kind of fabulous because you don't. I think a lot of the kids don't realize until the end that it's him that they're that's, that's talking right. So that's kind of fun. Um, but I also love books like Patricia Pollock, the uh, the the Keeping Quilt, I think it's called, um, because it goes into her her life story about this this quilt that was part of her family and how it went down from generation to generation and how it changed the quilt in terms of you know it's 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 life basically um, depending on the generations. But I think I cry every time after I at the end of that book in front of my students, regardless. <laughs> Uh, but such a powerful kid's story, right? And such a powerful image that she has about, um, you know, holding something like a quilt that's so important to your family, right? You know, and I talk, we do a lot of fabric lessons. Um, so to me, that's really important that uh, fabric has um, memory in some ways, right? It holds memory and it holds our our family history and that uh, it's such meaning in, in that. And she really brings that to light. So I, I love uh, those are two books that that I hold very dear. But um, one of the things I mean, I just ordered actually six children's books. Um, they're on my on my table at home. And um, one of the nice things is they you can get them fairly cheap. I mean, you have like the the cover price, right? But you, there's also um, you know lots of of used copies out there, so you can really build the library fast, which I think is is a wonderful thing. Um, I always think about. Um the, the excitement of, of uh, having my own museum of modern art. <laughs> and I can <laughs> have start it, your own. <laughs> and it, but I can have it in a small scale in my art right. room. Mm -hmm. And it's always being groomed and it's always being changed and it's always uh, being added to. 
and it's always being used by the kids. It's one mm -hmm. of their favorite places to sit and look at art mm -hmm. independently. And um, uh, the thrill of them when we make books, and we make books frequently so they can add it to this museum and have the status of being exhibited at MoMA in the art room. Exactly. Um, well, don't, don't, tell my, don't tell my students, but my last, uh, my final generally for one of my classes is for my students who are going to be art teachers um, to make their own books. Um, and it's one of the things that they read to their students. And it's a really great intro lesson when they're first starting teaching. I've had some really wonderful feedback um, in terms of that, that moment when they are sharing a little bit about themselves right? And it's a wonderful, if you don't feel comfortable sometimes, it's a new environment, you're in a new school, it's a new situation, and you have this book that kind of tells a little bit about you, about how you became an art teacher, um, about your art background, right? And they have their own illustrations, so they're sharing their artwork with their students. It's a wonderful kind of bridge to their students and that feeling like, okay, my teacher's, you know, a person, and, you know, this is how she's, this was her life, and uh, or his life, and it's important to have that um, to have that moment. So I found it's one of the best um, assignments, I should say, that I've given my students, but it's really been um, well received in the schools as well and kind of helped them in their, in their journeys to, to begin their teaching careers. So. It's, it's, a, it's a way of communicating with students on a visual level, and I always believe that our teaching should be more of a nonverbal visual communication between teacher yeah. and, and student. Um, um, I, I think that um, this, this, the basics of art teaching is how do you have children fall in love with art and um, they are already in love with their books. You know, uh, what, what is your favorite activity? And they run for their books, you know. Mm -hmm. what, are we, what do we do at night when you go to sleep? We run and, and we look through very carefully for our favorite books too. So they already have this deep connection with, with, with illustrations and beautiful images in, in children's books. Yeah, I think that's a, a really important point overall though because we are dying for them to you know, have this familiarization with Van Gogh and Picasso and Frida Kahlo and all these people, right, um, that are kind of the adult artists in many ways and artists that we, we might appreciate, right? But the beginning and where they're, where they're at is really um, these wonderful children's book artists and it's a great, a great way to really have them fall in love with art. Yeah. So. Um, you know, when you, when you think of, um, and I, I always uh, consider, uh, what am I going to bring to the children? You know, it's like, Santa Claus, or what? <laughs> what surprises? What interesting things? Yes. Uh, from my life, from my week, from my day, what I have seen, what I have encountered. Yeah. Um, and I, I load up my um, uh, laundry basket. Actually, is what I use with things that. They, but then I'm very concerned and and encourage kids to do the same. Um, instead of saying, "Well, don't bring anything to school," you know. <laughs> And frisking them, uh, you know, to to be concerned about what kind of preparation, what kind of interesting things do we welcome in class? Mm -hmm. So certainly, children's books are one of them, and it's almost easy to to uh, easier to 
pass by the censor said the school door bringing children's books than if you're bringing a a A toy or something yes if you're bringing your dolls toys stuffed animals and and um, or or just street finds which kids love to bring to class yes so um um, it's 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 a wonderful way to start the class with children sharing the books that they brought in and um of course, uh, the uh, not to forget that uh, um, art teachers uh, frequently have done children's book themselves. Children's books themselves, in somewhere in their life, they illustrated children's. I did a book on on the zoo when I was in high school, and um, it's it's something personal that they see something that you have done in school. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the, my favorite things to share in class. Yeah. Well, that's why I have that as an assignment, too, because I think it's just such a, I mean, it, it's such a powerful tool to be able to bring to your students. Yeah. And the, the, today, books are made of different materials. They're mm-hmm. sewn. They're made out of unusual plastics, and, and uh, they're inflatable. They fold out. They pop out. They yes. make noises. They sing. They have music. <laughs> Lights. I mean, it's really become a, a very um, advanced, technologically advanced art form. Yeah. So the illustrations really come to life in many different ways. That's true. And uh, the way to bind is not a rule, not a formula anymore, mm-hmm. because there are thousands of imaginative bindings that we can show them from these books. And uh, um, also, in going back in time is very useful. Uh, showing them the uh, there's a wonderful collection of Fisher Price uh, children's books and they were all made out of fabric and lovingly sewn and uh, patched and 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 quilted in a sense. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the history of of art is really in children's books also, mm-hmm. which which tends to coincide with the periods of art. So when you talk about art in the 70s or up art, or all of these are represented in children's books. Yes. So it's, and it's, it's a friendlier and more gentle way to um, talk about art history, uh-huh. um, the, to have these uh, examples of kids' books from different periods. Well, that's what I was going to say. You were talking about collecting international books, too, and between, you know, we obviously have, okay, you know, different generations of books. The golden books from the 50s look different than the golden books today, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also internationally, you can see a lot of the different types, different styles of, of art based on, um, you know, how things look internationally. You can take a story like Cinderella, for example, um, and, it you know, it's illustrated very differently around the world. So it's a really interesting, you know, study in some ways, you know, how is... How, how do these books look um, internationally as well? I was amazed when my uh, family finally were able to bring them out from the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, uh, what treasures that, because it was very difficult and expensive to bring things with them, mm-hmm. but how they brought children's books of their own, uh, from, from their own childhood yes. with them. So I do have Cinderella in, in a Russian children's book. And wow. I would have never seen that. Right. So I... I as it doesn't the, look like the Disney Cinderella that we know. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. 
And then I have my own uh, few books, because when we escaped and left Hungary, um, of course, not many things could we take with us, but um, I have two very special books. And the kids know that by the way you hold it, by the way you open it, by the way you store it and show it to them. Or unwrap it, which is, I love that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this, this book that I actually gave my tonsils for uh, <laughs> was, huh. is always on the top of my list because I never believed I'm going to get a lot of ice cream at the end of the operation. But I did believe that they would honor my request for this picture book. Mm. which was one of the first moving picture books in, in Hungary, where it was strips that you moved with, with this yes. wand, and the picture changed as uh, mm. somebody painting outside, set up outside to paint, and the bull, a very nasty bull, comes along and destroys the <laughs> painting when you pull it down. But, but I have it's, it's this, this uh, book, which I... I share and the kids are very excited I think because I'm so excited about sharing it yeah you and think in, Banksy saw that book that's interesting it destroys the painting as you pull it down like, yeah. <laughs> like <the Banksy>. yeah. <laughs> he's not so original see? <laughs> and uh, for in uh, we used to get care packages in in Hungary and uh, there was always a book in the care a children American children's book mm. in the care package and one of the books I fell in love with so much that I actually made sure that we took it with us in our tiny little pack that we could, you know, manage to get across the border. And it's, um, I found out later that it was one of the first, actually, pop-up books. Hmm. It's called the Jolly Pop-Up Book Series. And hmm. there are about 14 of these pop-up books, and this was one of the first. And it's a trip to Mars, and uh, of course before this, the um, the moon landing and, and the, the space golden era of space age in America, but um, it, it's a fabulous pop up book. That's right. And it's it's how you show it, you know, and the story you tell about it, and the interest you create, that there are all of a sudden the kids, you know, thinking about journeying to the Mars or building children's books and not just illustrating them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it goes in so many different directions in class. And, and that's really art, the essence of our teaching also, is to open minds to possibilities in your class, not to give assignments, but to open their minds to possibilities yes. and to create a room um, uh, where they are uh, free to be. <laughs> it's funny because we went to Chuck E. Cheese this week. I'm and sorry. on the door of Chuck E. Cheese was a sign, this is a place where kids can be kids. Yes, that's their, that's their slogan. That's their, that's <laughs> their slogan. But that should be on every art classroom also. Oh, we should make that. That's good. Yes. I, think it's I wonder a, if it's incorporated. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a very important mm-hmm. slogan where, where kids... It's, it's, it's not where, like a psychiatrist, you know, that they, they uh, um, solve your problems, but this is a room where kids can be kids and solve their own problems. Yes, where you're and free to be who you are. that's a good art teacher, a good psycholo- psychiatrist would be. Yes. Somebody who creates a space where you can solve your problems. Mm-hmm. And in art, you create a space where you can uh, envision your, your problems and, and solve your dreams, them. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to fulfill your dreams. I think yeah. that's really beautiful. 
Um, so every art so room should be Chuck E. Cheese. Some, uh, some, uh, <laughs> there is some value in Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, I love how you learn something from your experience at Chuck E. Cheese. I think that's really good. <laughs> but we could it, do a whole podcast on Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> but this, this basically is art teaching. Is the the life, yeah. the the everyday affairs and observations of an art teacher brought to class. Yes. That is art teaching. It's not the art lessons or the required curriculums. Yeah. Um, it's bringing yourself whole to the class. Well, that's that's a great note to end on. I think that's that's really beautiful. Um, I hope everyone goes out and gets some great children's books to add to their classroom. Maybe some that you had as a kid. Some great memories that you can uh, bring into class and share. Some. Maybe you got for your own children. So there's just lots of uh, wonderful things out there. Go to the bookstore, um, go to Amazon, go to wherever you get your books. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful stores. thing. Thrift stores, for sure. There's, yeah, um, it's really the, the art form that should be at, at MoMA and other museums, right? And um, we're, we're still waiting for that, but that's okay. It can be in your own school museum. Um, that's that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, and uh, have a good week. Have a good week.